Hey guys, welcome to Better Late Than Never. You're here with Cassie, Alice, and Tanya for our weekly night chats. So sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy. Hello. Hello, guys. Happy Sunday again. Yay. We have our flatmate Julia with us Hello. today. I am back. I am the namer of the podcast. I wanted to plug that yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the credit where she, she deserves. <laughs> So there's a reason why we invited her.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is our topic today? Uh, is it cultural identity? A hundred percent. You get an A star. Oh hell yeah! Maybe Julia, you can introduce your cultural upbringing. Oh god, this is a bit complicated. <laughs> um, I think I'm here because, well, I'm half <laughs> Scottish and half Mongolian, but I was raised in Mongolia, but kind of in between. The UK and Mongolia all my life, so it's been quite a lot of confusing years. And then I was in an American school when I was little, and at one point I was in the Norwegian kindergarten as well in Mongolia, though. And then I was in an English school. I was also in a Turkish school, so the <laughs> very.、Wow. And all my siblings are all over the place. So I have some sisters in Ireland. I have some in America. Some in Mongolia, of course, and one is in Thailand. Yeah. 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 What about everyone else? Tanya, do you want to go next? Me, I'm also half Asian, half white. I'm Indonesian, British. So I was born in England. I lived in Indo for the tiniest bit. Went to Indo school as a baby child. Then I was in Saudi. Went to an American international school thing. Then I came back to England when I was like six or seven, and I've been here ever since. So I'm nice. Predominantly British. Very boring because it's、British. that's not boring. <laughs> I'm boring. <laughs> okay, so I'm Taiwanese. Both of my parents are Taiwanese. I was born in Germany, and then I left Germany when I was four, and、um, I moved with my f- parents to America, and then I was there for two years, and then after that, I moved back to Taiwan, and then spent nine years there. So most of my life, and then I moved to Berlin, Germany again, and spent the last four years of high school in Germany. And now I'm in England. Yeah. So there you go. Look all those countries. Boring. Who? <laughs> It's not boring. You've been so many places. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, is it my turn? So I'm also Taiwanese. I'm from Taiwan. I was born there, spent seven years, and then I went to Guangzhou. In mainland China, went to a local school for like four years, and then went to a Canadian school until my last year in high school. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> very simple, very short, very sweet.、Mm-hmm. But I feel like our group is very multicultural, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, definitely. One thing in common is that we're all Asian, though. Yeah, H- half of Julia and half of Tanya makes a whole Asian. Yeah, we make one Asian and one British. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's cool. Damn. What exactly is culture? Actually, we've been saying it so much. You know. No idea. What is culture? I'm gonna say it again, but as a British person, I don't know. We ain't got no culture. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There is culture. Come on, beans on toast. Fish and、Come、chips.、On. Fish and chips on the seaside. British tea. Not tea <laughs> that we stole from other countries. Yeah, go on. Scotland's got kilts. <laughs> and the bagpipes, right? Oh yeah, we've got all the bagpipes. Oh yeah, sorry. Let me take away the British part. 
England. <laughs> England. England. It's very plain. Really? What do we have? Wetterspoons. <laughs> mm, big up spoons. Yeah, what else? Exactly. Think about how hard it is to think about this. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, it's kind of hard. England's got castles. We're incredibly multicultural and we've taken, we steal a lot from other places. So we don't have our own. <laughs> I mean, I guess the monarchy, the queen. That's British culture. There we go. Yeah. Mm. But what exactly is culture? It's so hard to think of. Like, According to Wikipedia, <laughs> culture <laughs> is an umbrella term which encompasses the social behavior and norms found in human societies, as well as the knowledge, beliefs, art, laws, customs, capabilities, and habits of the individuals in these groups. So like tradition. It's just basically what people do. What people <laughs> in groups do. Yeah. How people be. How people yeah. be. That's culture. There's definitely like relationships between culture and identity, right? And then like, okay, we might have a lot of cultures within us, but identity wise, does it confuse us? I think I'm really interested to hear what Julia and Tanya have to yeah. say about this. Yeah, there's so much to say. I have other friends who are also mixed. So they're half Taiwanese and half German. So they were like, when they were in Taiwan, all the Taiwanese people would be like, oh, you're white. And then when they yeah. go back to Germany, everyone's going to be like, you're Asian. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That must feel very, like, confusing. So confusing. Mm-hmm. Tanya, do you want to get started? I feel like you'd have more to say on this than I do. Well, it gets really confusing. Like, it feels like... There's nowhere you belong completely. Yeah. It sounds kind of sad, but like having two cultures when I was little, it felt so cool. I was like, oh my God, like my dad's mm. Scottish, my mom's Mongolian. I have two countries and it's so cool. I belong to both. But then you realize like you don't really belong to either. To either, When I'm yeah. in Mongolia, I'm always like, oh, you don't know any of our culture or you probably don't speak our language or you're just like based on what I look. When I was little, I didn't look Asian at all. Now I kind of look more Asian. But when I was little, I didn't look Asian at all and everyone treated me as if like I was a complete foreigner and I could speak fluently Mongolian every time I spoke fluently they still didn't believe that I was completely like a Mongolian as well and then yeah. now I come to uni to the UK it's a bit more like you're an international like you're not completely from the UK as well because you know I was obviously brought up in Mongolia I'm more familiar with Mongolia sometimes I do feel very guilty that I'm not as connected to one culture over the other and then it's just like where do I belong as well and then I look in the mirror I'm like what are you? You know, it's so confusing. Like, every time I meet someone, every time I meet someone, I'm like, where do you think I'm from? And then I get so many different responses. Like, I've had Vietnamese, I've had Italian. Italian? Oh, yeah. I feel like I can see the Italian. I've never side. gotten Italian. And I've gotten Spanish, but then I've gotten, like, Colombia. But, like, what? No, I don't want Colombian at all. I've gotten Latino. And then I've gotten, like, Asian countries as well. So it's just so confusing. And I look in the mirror, I'm like, where am I from? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's harder for you because like you can't hide it for me it's like I just look Asian and then when I'm back home in Taiwan even though I sometimes feel like I have different beliefs than the other people I could still hide those beliefs you know like my yeah. ideas because I still look yeah. local can't hide your face <laughs> yeah you really stand out in the crowd and I literally was really tall as well so I literally stood out in the crowd <laughs> 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 like when I was in Oh, yeah. All my friends were like half the size of me. And I'm like, oh, I love... Like, there's a oh. picture of me being taller than my teacher. And it like, it's fun wow. though. It's also fun. Wow. Change yeah. all genes from your dad. 
my mum's also really tall and on my mum's side my grandparents were like basketball players in Mongolia wow and then my my dad's really tall as well so then those two mingled I mean oh that's weird and then I like really tall and my sisters are really tall as well there's one that's like really tiny we don't know what happened to her <laughs> like when we walk around we look like scary like giants I don't know, everyone yeah. asks us are you a basketball team do you guys play basketball or <laughs> oh, Wait, how tall like how tall exactly are your grandparents well the short turn out but like my grandpa uh, used to be 193. That's wow. so tall. And then my grandma's like 170. Oh, that's tall. That is tall. It's tall for a grandma. Wow. That is very tall. Anyways, Tanya, did you also have a lot of like crisis looking in the mirror and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, looking in the mirror all the time with the face. I'm like, I hate the way my two races have combined. It just makes you mad the way that my nose is perfectly half half between my two parents and just drives me insane like why does my face look like this i look like an alien oh. compared to everyone else exactly i don't know in terms of the fitting in because obviously i've been in britain most of the time i'm just really white personality wise and obviously mm. so i'll fit i fit in fine here but when i go to india, the fact that i can't speak indonesian is just the mm. biggest downfall for me like it's really sad i wish i could speak it so a lot about my lifestyle has just been very English. Just my mum does like to keep the Indo at home though. And like, I don't know, when I go to Indo, they have very, the, I don't want to use the word worship, but they really like white people. Because obviously we're from a village as well. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. they don't see white people ever. And when we went there, like we had our parades and stuff and they were like, put the white girls at the front. So me and my sister had to walk at the front of our streets team. <laughs> <laughs> And like everyone was getting pictures and they're like, wow, I don't know whether we won or not, but everyone was getting pictures with my sister. It was insane. But yeah, I don't know. It's not really looked down on to be white, I guess, but it's just, you can tell you're different, which is, you don't really fit in. What about at home? Does your mom cook like Indo food? Yes. My mother loves her oh. culture very much. So that's good. Indo food is very good as well. I would very much recommend. I would very much like to try Indo food. Yeah, me too. I think the only Indo food I know is Indomie. <laughs> Indomie is really good though. <laughs> I've never actually properly tried Indo food. Like, I've never been to an Indo restaurant. You should try Soto. Soto is my favorite dish. It's soupy. There's rice in it. There's some vegetable, fried potatoes, fried onions, egg. And the different people put different things in it sometimes. Sounds really good. You gave us a dessert, right? Green. Oh, yes. That, like bursts in your mouth. What was that called? Onde onde. Oh. Sometimes they call onde onde the... The white sesame seed ball ones. I think I showed Alice once. My mother calls the green one something else. I don't remember what that is. But it's nice. Yeah, it bursts in your mouth. Yeah, it bursts everywhere. It makes a mess. It's really good, yeah. Other than food, are your... I mean, this question is for Julia and Tanya. Are your, like, mothers, since they're both Asian, are they very traditional when they teach you as a kid? Concern, like the culture, yeah. Concern. I don't know, yeah. like if you get what I mean. Like. Oh, my mom's really conservative. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> big Tory parents. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, my mom like tried really hard to keep me in touch with the Mongolian culture because I used to mm. go to like, uh, like in the American schools, and my first language is English. And then after I was born, I was taken straight to the UK and was there for a bit, mm. and then came back and. 
I couldn't speak Mongolian very well, and I didn't. I was very hesitant to learn it as well because it's such a difficult language to learn. But she always tried to like make me learn the language, which I really appreciate now. I can talk to my family and stuff, and also she also made me like also learn the Mongolian script and wow. um, made me read all the history books and whatever. And my mom also really wanted me to keep in touch with my Scottish roots, so she'd always like mm-hmm. put on like documentaries about Scotland in the background and like she, she would always say like you come from two lands really great people and from very young she was all really told me to be very proud of both of it she's like oh both have produced so many intelligent people and you have the genes to be very strong and intelligent and stuff like oh. that which is really nice like it still sticks to me until now and my dad's That's very so patriotic nice. My dad's very patriotic. Nice. Like, oh, I love Scotland. I mean, he's lived in England for the past, like, however many years. He's like, oh, England, no, Scotland's the best. <laughs> We're basically English now. But yeah, I'm very proud. Wow. That's so nice. Yeah, it is very nice. Why didn't my mom do that? <laughs> when I was little, I, I used to think it was a chore. But looking back now, I get why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about Alice and Cassie? I don't know. I just feel like, for me, it's more like the beliefs are different okay so like my parents since they kind of lived in like germany and america before they are quite open-minded and Mm. so they've always taught us that oh grades don't matter like they're not everything Mm, and when we moved back to taiwan it was quite difficult because i went to a local school so in school like people would say like oh, grades matter, like, you need to work hard, um, blah, blah, blah. It's just very, like, a traditional, strict school. And then when I go home, my parents would be, like, criticizing the educational system in Taiwan. It was just hard for me to get used to the culture in Taiwan, even though I lived there for nine years. And now I feel like I still had a hard time making friends because, like, all my friends... I mean, their parents are quite traditional. So what they believe in terms of what is success is different than what I think success is. Sounds tough, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just interesting to see the kind of like difference between thoughts that we have and opinions based on where we are brought up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for me, um, I think I'm going to just say that I'm, not trying to say anything about, for example, my political stance or like, uh, I'm definitely trying not to offend anyone. So um, I'm just expressing my own opinions here. But I actually had quite a bit of identity crisis. <laughs> it's just complicated because of the political stance that Taiwan is in. And I grew up in mainland China. So oftentimes, for example, if people ask me where I am from, I always get really, really hesitant about saying it because sometimes people might ask me about my stance on the politics. Sometimes people would be very assertive about the position of Taiwan in relation to China, which really puts me at a very awkward position because when I say Taiwan, I'm not really stating 
what kind of thing it is. I'm just saying the place, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why like people like to read into things so much and it really troubles me. And even now, when people ask me where I'm from, I always have this little voice in my head that makes me hesitate before saying where I am from because I'm just so scared of people asking me those things because it's really, really sensitive as well. And I really hate talking about sensitive topics. But then in terms of the cultural thing, I mean, it is actually quite different. I mean, people can usually tell where I'm from, from my Mandarin accent. Mm, the accent, yeah. It's quite obvious. But then I feel like I got along with most, for example, like Guangzhou people, like because my friends were all like from there. But then whenever I went back to Taiwan, like because I didn't grow up there, sometimes I just feel like I can't really integrate into people's, I don't know how to explain it. So basically I went to this volunteering event in Taiwan for four days, like a few years ago. And I remember before going, I felt very, very nervous because I was like, oh my God, I'm scared that the way I am and the way I interact with people is not really suitable or like not, fitting with people who, who locally grew up in Taiwan as well. It's just like really difficult for me. But then after all, I'm like, okay, it's fine, I think. <laughs> how, how is it different? Do you know how to describe it? Sometimes like the words that we use to talk or like the mannerisms that we kind of carry ourselves in. I don't really know how to explain it. That makes sense. I feel like in Taiwan, people are a little bit like cutesy. Cutesy? It's just different ways of interaction, that's yeah. all. And maybe I'm just not used to it. I feel like Taiwanese people, they're more like subtle. Not as expressive, for sure. Yeah. I've just noticed how big my chin is and it's really off-putting me. <laughs> <laughs> which jeans are is that from? Oh, which jeans which is, side that? is that from? The strong Let's jaw. Let's play the game. <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, how do you fill out forms like surveys and stuff? Did you say what? Mixed, what Asian? I, when I was little, they didn't used to have those many boxes. It was just like a few, and now they have the mixed thing. And then finally, so like, oh, that's finally. good. I used to be so confused as to what to do. It was always a struggle. I always felt um, like I had to prioritize one over the other. I always thought I could tick two if that was the instance. <laughs> I'm like, I'm both oh, yeah, right. That works too, I think. Like dentist forms. I remember they always used to have Asia and China as separate categories, and I was like, huh? Huh? Like, Why in the ethnicity box, they would always have Asian and Chinese in separate places, and I was like, that's what I don't really get either. Yeah, aren't we all Asians? <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. It's very ironic considering that everyone thinks all Asians are Chinese, and then yet yeah, they have Chinese and Asians as a separate thing. That's true. Very yeah. ironic. Mm. I remember whenever I had to fill out forms, I would have like a mini panic. I'm like, oh no, what am I? <laughs> no. Which one do I choose today? <laughs> yeah. There's always the other category. No, I mean, maybe it was a Mongolian thing, but there was no you other You did have category. an other? I was always an other. <laughs> but then eventually now, like they have other yeah. and stuff. Mm. Oh, and when I used to travel, so I have my dad's last name. And then when I'm traveling with my mom, they'd, they'd always be like, what is this Asian woman doing with this child? Because <laughs> like, oh I had so many like little anxiety attacks if I was traveling with my mom or my sister, because my sister had like a different last name because we're half siblings. And 
Oh, I would only be calm if I was with my dad because we have the same last name and we mm-hmm. look very similar when I was little. And every time I'd go on the plane with my mum, they'd always be like, why are you with this child? You don't have the same last name. <laughs> oh um, and I'd always have to like bring a birth certificate to prove oh, it. God. So. That's a lot of work. Yeah, what if you didn't have your birth certificate and they're like, oh, this child doesn't belong to you. Oh, God. <laughs> One time we forgot it and they separated my mom and I and they took me to another room and they were like are you actually this woman's child oh god it's like yeah that's my mom <laughs> did they think your mom kidnapped you or something I don't know probably like why are these two to- that's so weird yeah. and then like there was also this thing where I don't look like my parents as well don't know I just wish I had someone I looked like because my siblings are all half like I look like a combination of them but I don't look exactly like one of them as well i've seen your mom's picture i think there are some features no really Hmm. do you not get like the everyone always tells me i look like my mom they're like you're you're a mini version of your mom and i'm like i look like i'm both of them really (laughs) i think alice and julia thought that tanya was japanese or something yeah half japanese i thought you can see the white oh japanese mixes are so Oh yeah, that's true. I think it's Tanya's style. Really? Mm-hmm. The way I dress. And your makeup, I think. Oh, my makeup. Your eyeliner. Yeah. Really? My eyeliner is really strong. That's it. Cassie told us quite a few times that you were Cafe Indonesian. We were like, no. <laughs> and then we kept on being like, oh, that's Japan, Japan, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. so many people have assumed I'm Japanese at this point. Do you like it? That people think you're Japanese. It's, I'm really indifferent to it. It doesn't really matter to me. I get, I've had so many different ones. So I get a lot of Thai, Japanese, and Chinese. Oh, I think you look the most Japanese to me, at least. Yeah. 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 When I'm in Indo, they, they think Japanese a lot as well. They're like, mm. oh, Japanese princess. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? There's this really weird like thing with Eurasian people where apparently we i guess are called eternal beauty we are <laughs> wow okay <laughs> i didn't know there was a phrase termed eternal beauty I'm flattered but then there's like the standard that like mixed people are so pretty and it's like please take your expectations away i look normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly they're always like oh they're so exotic oh, oh so like, spicy <laughs> like, okay spicy <laughs> so spicy and then I'm just like, what I've been called exotic too many times. I'm like, I'm not a fruit. <laughs> exotic fruit. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people thought that I looked Korean or Japanese. Someone has really? said Nepalese the other day. And I was like, oh, do I look Nepalese? Oh, wow. My teacher from Berlin, she's like, why? And she thought I was Korean. And mm. she would mix oh. me up with this other Korean girl. The whole class thought it was very racist because she would just call me the other girl's day. I'm like, I'm Cassie. <laughs> I got that so much. Were there only two Asians in your class? There were three, including me. Two of them were Korean. <laughs> then they all have like the same like shape of glasses as I did. And I, my face was also very pale, and they also like to put on like very thick makeup yeah, to make yeah. their um, skin look very pale. So I guess that's why she assumed I was Korean. <laughs> wow, 
I literally had yeah. the same situation. There was three, three half Asians. We were all half Asians in my oh. school. Mm-hmm. And we always got called each other's names all the time. And I looked yeah. like a rat in school. So I can't imagine how offended she must have been being called me <laughs> all the time. Or <laughs> when I was called her. She, she was one of the popular ones. And she always looked nice. And like one of them was a boy and everyone would either think we were siblings or dating. And I'm like, why is that the only assumption? <laughs> <laughs> we're just friends. That's so annoying though. It is very annoying. But I used to get so excited when I spotted like fellow half people. I'm like, oh, mm. oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The two of my school looked so Asian though. They looked full because they were both Asian dads. Oh, okay, okay. I, I don't know why that always works out. Why do they look more Asian when they've gone Asian dad? Asian dads are quite rare, isn't it? It's usually like Asian Yeah. Dad. It's usually the fetishizing oh. white dad, isn't it? <laughs> It's the truth. <laughs> what is it called? Um, yellow fever? <laughs> yep. Our dads both got yellow fever. Oh my god, if my dad listens. Oh my god, imagine. That's so sad. Yeah. Cassie brought off like a really interesting like point. Well, that sounded so um, <laughs> professional. Cassie brought off a very interesting point. Um, she said um, like how the Korean girls put on a lot of like makeup to make their skin very pale. And I remember when I was little, my face was quite red. And everyone like really wanted this pale white skin. And I remember when I was little, I really wanted to fit in. Like I stood out so much. Like I was already really tall. I already looked really different. And everyone would comment, "Oh my god, I wish I had your eyelids. You have double like three like lines. Can you give me one?" And they're like, "Oh my god, your eyebrows." And everyone kept commenting that I was like quite like a different shade. I don't know. That sounds a bit racist, but it wasn't. <laughs> but I remember looking at like a mic. microwave a magazine (laughs) microwave and the magazine had a section on like how to lighten your skin and then when i was little like i really like i looked up articles on like how to make my skin paler i don't know everyone really wanted like paler skin and like i don't know i think i remember reading like if you mix lemon and bicarbonate soda i remember reading that one yeah i never tried it but like i remember little me trying to like in some sort of way it's quite wow. sad when i think about yeah it. i never did anything but like even searching up like that's trying to fit in when i think about it now it's like oh my god wait so being mixed race do you guys have like advantages or disadvantages people assume you're pretty but like you're not <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess the language part like for julia you can speak mongolian english but like you need mongolian <laughs> I hate being monolingual, I do. (laughs) This is so distressing. (laughs) I should probably learn. It's so easy to learn Indo. Why have I not learned it yet? I've got like a brick wall for a brain. I just can't. My languages don't go in. I'm like major and that's it. It's as far as I can go. What's that mean? Table. (laughs) That's very random. I guess advantages. Um, It's cool. It's cool. You have like two. It is fun, yeah. Two different. And I don't know if this is true. I was talking to my personal tutor. And then she was like, oh, so you're mixed race, I see. And then she was like, how far away are the two countries? I was like, oh, they're pretty far away. One's in Asia, one's in Europe. And she was like, oh, did you know that more further away your genetics are, the more potential your brain is to be big. Okay, big brain. The more potential you have to be a bit, like, smarter. But I don't know if it's true. It's totally true. (laughs) No, she's done research on it. More farther away it is. You're more, like, genetically a bit stronger, I guess, like, physically stronger. Like, there's or... less genetic predispositions and stuff. It works for some people, I guess, not yeah. everyone, but... You guys, intellectuals. <laughs> I 
That's very interesting. Any disadvantages? Um, the belonging thing, obviously. Yeah, just having a bit of an identity crisis. Makeup tutorials not working for your face. Oh, mm. oh yeah. Like to me, it's just—it's not inherently good or bad. It's just a thing to me. It just is. Yeah. I just thought of the disadvantage I was thinking of earlier. I lived in Mongolia most of my life, so I remember walking on the street. Kind of feel like a tourist, I guess. Mm. Like one day there was this man, and he was quite drunk, and he was just walking on the street. And then he was walking. He was like really aggressive. He was like shouting at everyone. And then he spotted me, and he pointed at me, and he was like, "We don't need these people coming into our land, taking our jobs away. Like you don't belong here. Why are you here?" He was like, "People like you is the reason why we live in this condition." And he was like, "You, you probably don't even understand me. Don't look at me like that." And then I was just like, "In perfect Mongolian, I was like, 'Oh, I'm Mongolian.'" And he was like, "Oh, that's lies. Like people like you are now taking our culture away." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was very sad. Like it must have been very. Like, I am one of you, and then I just went home. I was like, okay, where am I? Like, do I not belong here? Yeah, that was a very difficult encounter. Yeah, but mostly it's good. But there are some things like that which is quite that really sucks. Sad. Yeah, I guess when I was little, I, I had that. I don't. It's like white passing. I guess mm. now it's more grown into my Asian features. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think I went the other way around. I grew into my white features. Like my nose got higher with age, and then my eyelids came out as I aged. Mm. When I was this, I feel like my face was smaller, and then it just got wider. No, me too. <laughs> I've got like such a moon face. <laughs> like, why does it grow out like? <laughs> I'll go back to little me. <laughs> I feel like there's just so much empty space around my face. That could be a poem. There's so much empty space. <sighs> so inspirational. What else is there about culture and identity? I feel like there's so much. Uh, when I went to the Canadian school, I was exposed to more like the Western kind of cultures, I guess, because mm-hmm. of teacher, because of the English using environment. So starting from then, I began to be more exposed to English songs or pop culture and things like that. And then after being in the international school for a while, I realized that I am not as in touch with my Asian side anymore in terms of like, okay, my Mandarin, spoken Mandarin is decent, but I wish my Mandarin is better you know because in the international school we didn't really have that many mandarin lessons so my mandarin is not that great and like history and knowledge about our culture is not that strong so yeah that also created quite a bit of problem for me because i was already questioning my identity living in guangzhou and then being in the canadian school i never thought that you know i was canadian for, for sure like it was just a school but then like it's the belief and the culture and the things that i'm exposed to that kind of gave me more things to be confused about i guess especially because i'm not that great at mandarin and then i'm not good at like history side of things but then at the same time i'm not really knowledgeable on like for example the western culture either so i, I just don't know anything i feel like i feel the same it's okay I don't know anything about England. He was by him in there. <laughs> it sucks, like, feeling that way, to be fair. Yeah, I totally feel you. When mm. 
someone like here in England, if they were to ask me, oh, what's the history? Can you like tell me the history between like Taiwan and China? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I can literally don't know. <laughs> mm. And it's quite sad because sometimes they're quite interested in it because a lot of people, they've never heard of Taiwan. So they want me to explain like where Taiwan is and like, you know, like all the like political stuff and i'm like i literally have no clue <laughs> i wish people can just leave out the politics like why do you have to give me so much stress there was this one time like in middle school or high school i was still quite young i was at school and someone asked me where i'm from and then i'm like oh i'm from taiwan and then that person legit just asked me what my political stance is on taiwan whether it's a country or not, whether it belongs to somewhere or not, you know, like it just troubles me because I don't like to talk about these things. Yeah, Alice, I was just going to ask you, like, you went to an international school, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my friends have to deal with this. So when you're in an international school, you usually speak English with each other and then you get really comfortable speaking English. And then they would go, you know, on public transport or walk around or go in a taxi and then they speak in English. But then someone would be like, oh, why are you speaking English if you're from Mongolia? Why aren't you mm. speaking Mongolian? Why are you like not respecting your tradition? And I was just wondering if you like had the same like... Not in the sense that they would say those things to us like me and my friends they wouldn't say those things but they would just look at us like in a different way they'll be like oh they speak english and i'm just like huh it's just english it's just language I never really know what people are thinking about when i speak english with my friends in public or something because um, i think mongolia is very patriotic and then if someone's speaking english like they'll tell you to like stop yeah if i'm in like a if i'm in uh, a public like you know bus or anything always make sure to speak mongolian mm. do you switch personalities when you switch languages i feel like i do i'm much more nicer when i speak english oh really are you more vulgar and <laughs> no i'm not vulgar but mongolian is such an aggressive language oh. <laughs> my voice i think gets deeper Oh, really? Ooh, Wait, can and... you actually say something in Mongolia right now? Give us a demonstration. Oh my God. Yes! Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Very difficult language. I think you do sound lower. Yeah. I think it is low. lower. Yeah. I heard that apparently you're more yourself in your second language than your first language because you have less of an attachment to the language. I don't know if that's true, but I don't know, that's what I heard. Oh, that's interesting. But what's everyone's like, what's everyone's mother tongue? <laughs> such a weird phrase. First language. My first language is Mandarin, but my Mandarin is shit. Oh. <laughs> I only speak Mandarin to my parents now. I even speak English to my sister. I speak English with my brother as well. I speak like a mixture of English and Mandarin with my sister sometimes. Yes, yeah, mm. It's so much easier to speak both languages at the same time. That's yeah, true. that's true. But then like your brain kind of has to shift between languages. Like, for example, when you speak English, I mean, at least for me, when I speak English, I think in English. And when I speak in Mandarin, I think in Mandarin. So maybe that explains like the personality differences as well. Yeah. I always think in English. Me too. <laughs> I think for me, it's a mixture. When I count, it's always Mandarin, oh. I think. Wait, no, oh. it depends, actually. It depends. It I depends. count in Mandarin as well. For example, phone numbers. 
Oh yeah, full numbers. I can I cannot do full numbers in English because like sometimes what? like for example, some people call me and they ask me to tell them my phone number.、Mm-hmm. I always have to write my phone number down in advance so that I can read it off a page、oh. because if I don't, I cannot say anything. Oh, that's so interesting. Wow. Yeah, you know I had the same problem, but then since I moved here, I tried to convert to English, so I just memorize it in English now. It's so hard. I still、Very、can't. Do we want to say something in our languages?、Ooh. Sure. Oh, Alice's voice in Mandarin. Yeah, my voice is Mandarin. It's just normal. I want my children to grow up listening to you reading a book. You <laughs> <Mandarin. laughs> could be a great book narrator for children. Wow. I remember when I first heard Alice speak Mandarin, I was like, "Whoa, this is so weird!" Like, yeah, I made you guys like sit down and talk to each other. Like it doesn't match your your face because I'm used to hearing <laughs>、huh? you speak in English, and I'm just like, "Huh, that's coming out of Alice's mouth." <laughs> Wait, okay, Cassie, say something, man. Oh my god, this is so weird! I can't. <laughs> Hi, 我叫林友轩，我读平面设计。Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh wait, I need to translate what I said. Yes, please. <laughs> I said my name is my Chinese name, and then. I said I study graphic design. Hmm. Okay, it's my turn now. Hello, 大家好，我叫陈静璇，我喜欢吃咖喱。然后我现在在读艺术与设计。Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said hi, everyone. My name is Alice. Like my mantra name. I like to eat curry. <laughs> nice. And I study art and design. You sound very Taiwanese. I did sound very different. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it sounded very different. Like you slur your vocabs a lot. Do I slur that much? I thought my、yeah. Mandarin's like not that slurry. <laughs> not that slurry. I feel like you can tell that someone's from Taiwan when they slur their words together. Yeah, that's true. That is、yeah. cool. Tanya, do you want to say table in? <laughs> I can do like a very basic elementary grade intro, but I'm gonna butcher the language so bad. Saya nama adalah Tanya. Saya suka ayam goreng dan meja. <laughs> meja. That sounded good. What does it mean? Um, I said my name is Tanya. I like fried chicken and table. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's、I、all you need to know. That's the basics of me. It sounded very nice. Do you guys have different sense of humor? Oh yes. Sometimes I don't get the humor that my Taiwanese friends have. And I just pretend to laugh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Julia? It's very different. I think in the UK it's more like sarcastic and. Can you give us a sarcasm, sarcastic <laughs> remark on the spot?、Please? Can you give us a sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> I can't English anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, here it's much more like TikTok and like. Weird. What is it in Mongolia? I don't know. It is different, but I don't know how to explain it. Because I was in international school, so all my friends were like also like very, you know, Western culture. We're very influenced by Western、mm-hmm. culture as well. The Mongolian Mongolian. I don't really get it to be honest. It's more like making、mm-hmm. fun of each other. <laughs> my uncle, he'd be like, "Ha ha, your nose!" <laughs> and I'd be like, crying on the inside, and be like, "Yeah." <laughs> 
<laughs> and he'd give my nose like a nickname. And every time there's like, you know, Lunar New Year would come, he'd like pinch my nose. And he's like, haha, so big. Haha. Oh my god, what the heck? It's called Shonghor in Mongolian. I don't know what, I guess it's like an eagle like beak, but it was just like saying it's big and laughing at it. And I was like dying on the inside, but like, yeah, it's so funny. My nose is so big. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the humor. Wow. That's painful. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like it will be difficult for me to. Make friends with a new person from Taiwan. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could get along with like people that are fully going, but I don't know if it's like I'm actually being myself. Like I can adapt easily to most different people, but is it like actually me being myself? I feel like the way people here in England or in America, the way they start a conversation is different. They're more like, hello, what's your name? Like, how are you doing? But like, you can't really translate how are you doing into Mandarin, right? Yeah, we don't really ask how each other is doing. Oh, really? You can't translate it. I remember when I went to like China, it's not Taiwan, but like they always ask like, have you eaten? Yeah, that's a common thing. Have you eaten? It's like, how are you? Similar to how are you? Yeah. I don't know about like people that I don't know, but for example, my family, we always ask each other like, oh, have you eaten? <laughs> uh, Maybe it's just my family. <laughs> I think the like the British, like, how are you doing? You all right? A lot of the time it's not literal. Like, that's literally just a mm. greeting. Like in America, I think they take it literally as a how are you? But here it's literally oh. just a hi. Like, you're right. We're not actually asking how you are. It's just yeah. hello. Oh, I learned something. Yeah, because I always feel obligated to answer something. <laughs> and it always no. stresses me out, you know? I hate that question. You should be like, yeah, right, are you? <laughs> a lot of people just say not bad. Yeah, not bad is usually the common. No one good. Yeah, just say yeah. <laughs> I say I'm fine. You can literally just be like, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Damn, I always say good. Okay, so a little heavier question. <laughs> So, have you guys ever felt embarrassed of your own culture? Very interested in hearing about this, actually. So, for me, when I'm in Taiwan, I'm very like proud of my culture. I love Tony's food. I love how people are so welcoming. I love the night markets and and everything. But then, when I'm in Germany, I feel like. I don't feel like it's not really a culture thing, but sometimes my parents, they're slow at understanding things in German mm. or English, and I get embarrassed about that. And in my head, I'm like, oh, why don't you get it? And then sometimes when we're in Germany, like the German people that we're talking to, they get very annoyed that my parents don't get it. It's They're quite rude. And I just get really embarrassed. And then sometimes like... I sound kind of rude to my mom. And then when we go home, she's so mad at me. She's like, you should be on my side, not on their side. And Mm. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean that. To be fair, she has a point because it's them being very rude and impolite Mm -hmm. to not be patient, you know? Yeah. Not everybody speaks the same language. Mm -hmm. You can't expect everybody to understand the same way as you do. Yes. Uh Shall I go mine? Yeah, go on. Okay, for my context, it would be bringing in Indonesian food to lunchtime at school. Mm. Because like literally, I'd bring like 
gado gado, which is, oh, I can't say that right, which is like a salad with peanut sauce. And then we'll be like, that looks like shit. That looks like vomit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyways. Know. And then it just makes you feel very embarrassed with people like saying things about your food. Like it's really nice, but I don't know, you feel awkward, don't you? That's such a typical example. Yeah. There are a lot of like examples of Asian American stories. They bring their lunches to school. Everyone's like, what is that? That smells so bad. Literally, I'm like, tastes better than your shit. So like, fuck <laughs> <back> off. <laughs> Apart from that, I don't think there's anything else I've really been embarrassed about. For me, I guess when you're half white, sometimes it's like, they're kind of like, oh, wow, you know, they kind of praise you and stuff. And, you know, it's like the whole Asian culture respecting. Mm. But um, sometimes there are, you know, some friends will be like, oh, you come from sheep shaggers or like colonizer blood, and, you know, stuff mm. like that. And you're just like, mm. so when I'm in Mong- when I'm in Mongolia, I guess like sometimes that happens when I'm here. Um, I don't know, like Mongolia is a third world country. It's still developing. It's not as developed as most countries. Like we have a city, but if you go out, we have one city. And if you leave the city, it's just countryside. just like we still have very nomadic and we still have like people living in tents, yurts and a lot of grass. So it's still quite olden day. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not as developed. And the food, I personally don't feel like Compared to Asian cuisine where there's so many spices and stuff, it's quite like, it's just kind of meat, potatoes and carrots and mm. there's not anything too special. So when people are like, oh, when you come visit, I'll take you here, here, here. It's so cool. It's so developed and stuff. We have just a lot of like nature. I know it's not something to be like embarrassed of, but still it's like, I wish we had like a bit more cooler stuff, but mm. hopefully in the few years we'll get more developed and mm-hmm. yeah. And the economy is really bad as well. But it's okay. I'm still I'm still happy I'm from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess, like, when you're mixed, you kind of have, like, the opportunity to learn two languages. But, like, I never have used Mongolian. It's very rare to find another Mongolian. It never it hasn't come in handy except for when I'm in Mongolia. I'm like, what if I was, like, half, I don't know, an example. Like, Japanese. You can you apply that more easy. So I guess I've thought of that. Mm-hmm. I see. For me, well, as I mentioned before, in terms of identity and stuff, it's quite tricky for me in terms of where I stand mentally and stuff. And I think that has overpowered a lot of things in terms of like feeling proud of my own culture or like owning up to like what we have and stuff, because I really don't know where I stand. I still don't know. And in a really general context, of course, like I'm proud of the food. I'm proud of like people and stuff, but not as proud as I would like it because of my own confusion mainly i don't know if this makes sense at all it makes sense since you grew up in china for most of your life it is confusing yeah uh there were times when something similar to cassie happened to me as well for example if i travel with my family to for example an english-speaking country uh, they don't understand english right so and i was quite young as well so i think at that time i felt the same way as Cassie like I was just like oh my god like they can't understand mm-hmm. anything like I was you know like but then now thinking back it's kind of sad that I thought about it's so uh, wrong it's so wrong that I thought about it that way not their fault and they lit- like my parents they literally brought us to Germany to give us a better education and it's so rude to be embarrassed if they don't understand the language there's another question that we probably talked about in previous episodes, but where do you guys want to live in the future? Not this again. I don't know. 
Julia, do you want to start with this? Well, when I'm young and energetic, you know, I'm down to the most places. But I think when I'm settling down, um, I would prefer to be in the UK. I've lived in Mongolia for many years now, and I want to get more in touch with um, my British side. So I'd like to preferably stay here. You never know. Maybe I'll end up somewhere completely random. Maybe I won't, but be nice to learn more about Scotland. That sounds good. I'm also very comfortable in the UK, since it's all I know, really. But I would like to try a lot of places anywhere, really. A lot of Asia, I think, would be very cool. But, like, I'm really scared of natural disasters. I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but they really put me off a lot of Asia. Yeah, there are earthquakes in Taiwan. It's so scary. No. Cassie, where would you like to live? I mean, I asked the question, but I don't even know myself. (laughs) I don't think I would want to live in Taiwan. I actually don't know because, like, I want to live somewhere where I'm familiar with everything, you know, the policies, how to go to the doctor or anything. Mm. So I really don't know. Maybe in Singapore? It's very pretty. For me, well... In previous episodes, I've said that I don't think I would settle down that quickly. (laughs) I like to move around, explore different places. But then I guess eventually it would be nice to be closer to family just because it's easier to visit them. Especially in like Asian countries, we celebrate Lunar New Year. So it's nice to just, you know, go back and just be with your family, you know, because now like studying abroad, we don't have Lunar New Year breaks and we can't go back to celebrate those holidays that used to be very important. So yeah, that kind of hit quite a bit. But yeah, close to family eventually. Let's end with this question, actually. It's a very brief question. Have we overcome our identity crisis? No. (laughs) No. I don't think I have. But at least I found my own community, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah similar thing. I found someone for every aspect of me, I guess, that I can like relate to in each way, I guess. Some way I can relate my identity to some people somehow. And people understand, you know, I have someone to understand. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. I, don't, I feel good. comfortable, I guess. Obviously, there's still things to work on. I think I've still got a long way to overcome it. It's not that bad. What about you, Alice? Well, I've said I have not overcome it. It's still a very prevalent issue that will go on in my brain constantly, but not as much. Like, I don't think about it as much just because I'm here in the UK. So, yeah. Mm. Very nice. So, I think it's time for us to wrap this episode up. Um, Any last words, Julia, being on this episode? (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. It was really nice talking about this. Like, I've never really talked about this. It is. Very hard to, like, wrap everything up in one episode, too. Because it's actually such an abstract concept, if you think about it, identity. Yes. As Cassie said, she wants complexity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We talked a lot about identity and culture in this episode i'm sure we all have learned a lot about each other and our identity crises we hope the listeners have enjoyed this episode and some way related to us thank you guys for listening and see you guys next time bye bye bye, bye. bye. 
If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends and family. You can find us on all listening platforms, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Better Lake Podcast to stay updated. Thank you guys for sticking around, and we hope to see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.